Lecture Topic Turning to Thalba these Marfuzad, these statements of the Rakhavid, the crux of it is what is always discussed in the various discussions, the talks. There's nothing else but their advices and their teachings that are presented. Because that's the only thing that is available to present, there's nothing else, nothing of our own. But one is presenting the crux of their teachings, the other is to actually present it in their words. Their words have its own mood, its own benefit, its own impact. And therefore, though generally we discuss things in the form of some talk, it is also necessary from time to time to read their writings. Read their writings to imbibe the mood directly. So, on the same notes, Abdullah's program, in a way, has been happening, monthly program, which is quite the normal routine. On the same note, today we have these Malfuzad, Allah Ta'ala make it a means of benefit for myself, all of us, Allah Ta'ala grant us the nur of these words and make it a means of our lives changing for the better. One person asked that so many pious people are making dua throughout the world, but why do we still see the same situation that the condition of the Ummah is not changing? And the difficulties and the hardships and the calamities that the Ummah is facing, this is not being removed, these difficulties are not changing to continuing. From every direction you see that difficulties and hardships are raining down upon the Ummah. So how come so many pious people, so many People throughout the world, people are going for Hajj, for Umrah, at Baytullah, Dua has been made all the time in the Masajid, in the Mubarak moments of the days and nights. But despite all this, people don't see the situation change. So somebody asked Rabbi Mahashad, Rabbi Hakkad, Abdullah, this question. Irshad Farmaya, if you can't be naraz, or if you can't be naraz, or if you can't be لیکن بیٹا باپ سے معافی نہ مانتا ہو اور ناراضی کی تلافی نہ کرتا ہو تو کیا اس بیٹے پر باپ کی عنایت ہوگی اس نے ہی نزدگی تو پھر اگزامپل اس اگزامپل اب دنیل دلیس دیان اللہ very sometimes intricate matter very deep point I explain very simply in a very very simple manner it's intricate points I've made. So, the example of the giving there is some father was very upset with his son. So, 
in other words he is so upset with him that he maybe even chased him out of the house so now he's been kicked out so now the nana and the dada the grandfather and the uncle and the auntie and everybody is coming and they are interceding on behalf of that son to the father so the father's father also is coming and the everybody else is coming also and they interceding that take the fellow in whatever he's done now forgive him and uh, bring him back so everybody is interceding but the son is saying nothing he got kicked out for whatever wrongs he had done so he is kicked out for his wrongs and he is quiet about it he is not coming to say that i am sorry he is not coming to say that i regret what i did and i promise not to repeat this in future he is quiet about everything and everyone else is interceding so this is giving just as an example that would the father be willing to now forgive him and overlook this whereas he is saying nothing everybody else is interceding so the thing that is being mentioned here is that he is the father will be waiting first for him to come and say something after he has expressed his remorse on what he has done he is expressing his res- res- resolve for the future that i won't repeat this whatever i have done was terrible but i won't do this again and now on top of that somebody comes and intercedes then the father is likely to accept that intercession very quickly so now this is the aspect that is being described here is ke isi tarah ummat apni nafarmani se toba to nahi karti aur sare alam ke salihin dua karte rehte hain to kis tarah ye haq taala shanon ki inayat se musharraf hogi that the <coughs> ummat in general is not making toba is persisting in sin in fact those who are involved in something they are carrying on somebody is missing his salah is still missing it he is not making toba from that somebody is looking at haram he is persisting in that somebody is speaking vulgarities he hasn't stopped he isn't making making any toba from it somebody is committing zina is carrying on somebody is gambling somebody is doing what not so the sins that people are involved in forget the ummah in general repenting forget repenting the sins haven't stopped the persistence in the sins is there so the salihin and the pious are making dua throughout the world but those who are involved in the wrong they haven't stopped the wrong they haven't they forget making toba they haven't stopped the wrong so on a general note how is the ummah going to receive the grace of allah taala when the vices are still continuing unabated so mashallah the pious will continue making dua and their duas they will get rewarded tremendously for it some barakat and blessings will come maybe on some around as well but till the ummah doesn't come on to toba until then it is in light of the ayat of the quran sharif in light of the ahadith of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam that will not change the situation then in fact it comes in the hadith sharif that when the ummah will give up and joining the right and forbidding the evil then allah taala's punishment would come and then even the pious would make dua but that won't go away
Now this is just one facet of deen, very important, very fundamental, very important facet of deen, enjoining the right and forbidding the evil. Obviously it has many details to it, how, who, what, where, what's the approach, how is it to be addressed, but it has to happen, can't be neglected, sometimes in a positive manner, sometimes in a more direct approach, sometimes in a roundabout way, sometimes in a manner of bringing somebody closer first, building his zehen up, getting his heart and mind prepared for taking and accepting what's to be said to him. But the point is it must happen. It can't be just wished away. But if that is just left unattended, not taken care of, is not being done, then this is one facet of deen, which Nabi Islam says, when this is neglected, and the azab of Allah Ta'ala then comes, then even the pious would make dua and it won't change the condition. Until the wrong is stopped, until the right is enjoined, then this will change it. So what about the rest in other vices as well? Together with this, all the vices continue and are on the increase, Allah forbid. So this is a general cry that there's so many difficulties and every day there's calamities and then inflation is going at another rate which was never seen before and the price of commodities are gone so high and there's this difficulty and that difficulty and indeed is there and people are saying I'm so worried about all this I can't fall asleep I'm losing my peace of mind so all these are realities that we are seeing around us but is it something that is a very very uh, unique situation that we've never heard about before and which doesn't have any guidance about it in the Quran and Sunnah that what brings about these conditions and what is the solution to them everything is there there's nothing that has been left unattended to that we have not been informed about that what brings about the difficulties what is, what is the solution everything is there so the crux of it is that the Ummah in general has to be brought onto Tawbah. We ourselves start of it. And together with ourselves, we have to bring our families onto sincere Tawbah. And then we have to spread the word of Tawbah. To highlight the importance of Tawbah, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, who's masoom, who's sinless, and yet Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, I make Tawbah, and istighfar more than 70 times daily the masoom nabi of Allah Ta'ala, to teach us the lesson to teach us how much we are in need of this tawbah and istighfar but if we consider our day consider our night consider how we conducted ourselves what we did what we didn't do and then what we made istighfar on what tawbah what extent of tawbah we did and then sometimes we do make tawbah alhamdulillah but that Toba also is a very generalized Toba. But that Toba being generalized, sometimes some specifics which apply to us particularly, that just gets like sort of diluted in that general Toba. We don't even think about what we're supposed to have made Toba about specifically. One aspect is that a person shouldn't get into the detailed thoughts of anything happened in the past. Allah forbid some mistake took place, some slip up happened. Now that's also one of the traps of shaitan. 
Shaitan in the guise of that what a terrible thing happened makes a person start thinking about the details of what happened. And now initially he'll be feeling disgusted about it. Astaghfirullah. How could I have even done such a thing? But now Shaitan is taking him to the detailed thought. What's the whole purpose of Shaitan through this detailed thought of the past? That now gradually from the initial disgust how did I even do such a thing? Then suddenly the whole mind changed. The direction of the thinking went. And now he started taking some haram pleasure out of the thought of the past. And that throws wide open the door of that sin again. Because now then that shaitan has lit the match already. Now this match that has been lit, gradually the fire is going to burn. So from one thought to ten thoughts, and then from ten thoughts to one action, one step forward, and then before a person knows it, that which was once upon a time had become history. And that's already again back in life. Allah forbid. So that's something never ever to do to get into the details of the past. But yes, if something is current, so one is on a general note, Toba must continue about the past also. And to feel the the gravity of the sin on a very general note, person on a very very cursory note brings to mind some of the things that may have happened and Allah Ta'ala saved him from it on a very general note. But if something is current, then what is required is specific toba. Person, for example, is involved in gambling. So now he must make toba from gambling. Somebody involved in interest, in taking interest or in giving interest, whatever the reason might be, which is haram. In the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam listed the people that are involved in it. Allahu akila riba wa mukilahu wa shahidehi wa katibehi. Allah Taala's curse upon the one who takes interest, the one who gives also, the one who is a witness to the transaction, the one who is a scribe of it the person who records that transaction, this is so disgusting in the court of Allah Ta'ala, that even that person who merely was writing it down, person who had witnessed it, Nabi Sassim says, Allah's curse on all. وَقَالَهُمْ sawa And says, in the gravity of the sin, all are equal. Now, something so severe, so a person has to make toba, has to make toba on a very specific note. And the toba requires that he stops that sin, he makes a firm resolve to never go back to it, feels a regret and remorse. Now that's Toba. Somebody is involved in looking at Haram, he must make Toba from that. Just on a very generalized note, that's not sufficient. That is good enough on a general note for whatever things might not be in his mind, or there might be things that he even forgot about. So that must carry on on a general note. But something that's current, he must make specific toba for that. Somebody is speaking things that are sinful, vulgarities, obscenities, whatever else, lying, backbiting. Must make specific toba from that. Otherwise, this is also something that sometimes we deceive ourselves with. I made toba, but we didn't stop anything. We didn't stop what we currently involved in, and we haven't made toba from those things. And as a result, we can't save ourselves then from the azab Allah forbid if it comes. Because we haven't made toba yet. 
So this is the very important aspect about Toba, that this is what we have to come on ourselves and bring the Ummah onto Toba. Unfortunately, the the force that Toba is, we haven't realized. This is such a tremendous force. It changes things in such a dramatic way. The Hadith Sharif, there's one incident in Tirmidhi Sharif, which Nabi Sallallahu mentioned about a person in the time of the Bani Israel, Kifal. And it's mentioned about him that there wasn't any vice which he didn't do. Very wealthy person, very powerful, influential. There wasn't any vice that he didn't get involved in. One woman came to him in desperation, extremely desperate, children are starving, so she came to request some help. So now he saw her and his intentions changed. And this unfortunately happens so often, people take advantage of other people's difficulties. And especially in the line of taking advantage of people who are in a vulnerable position, to get them, get some, extract some haram favors out of them. Which is a very, it's compounded sin. The sin of haram and illicit relationships, of zina that is extremely terrible in itself. And then to take advantage of somebody's difficulty and sort of pressure them into a haram, force them into something sinful, it doesn't reduce the sin on either party, but this is a compounded sin on somebody who takes advantage of these kind of situations. This is a kind of jungle behavior, person waiting for some prey to come, pouncing on the prey like an animal. Really a deep situation and unfortunately, this is not uncommon, very very sadly, it's not uncommon. So, in any case, this person Kifal, so this woman came, so she's requesting some help. So he now took advantage of the situation and he said to her that I am ready to give you 60 dinars. 60 dinars in that period of time was a huge fortune. 60 dinars in our time, if you just think about it, this was now in the time of the Bani Israel. Even in the time of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, there's one incident in one Hadith Sharif about Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam gave one Sahabi one dinar to buy one sheep, one goat or sheep. So he went and bought two with it and came. And then he sold one for one dinar and he brought back one goat and one dinar back also. So but the point is for us to get a, an idea of the context that that time one dinar could buy two sheep also. So now 60 sheep if somebody buys today, so now you can do the maths. And it was a very big fortune. Somebody will become a livestock farmer with that. If he gets 60 dinars nowadays. So, he said, I am prepared to give you these 60 dinars, but on condition that you accept to commit zina. Now in that moment of weakness, out of that desperation, she agreed. Now when she agreed, so it is mentioned in the Hadith Sharif that when he was on the verge of committing the haram, she began trembling. So he asked her that, 
what's the problem? Have I forced you into this? I didn't force you. I offered, but I didn't force you into anything. So she said, no, you haven't forced me, but I've never done such a thing in my life. It is just out of that desperation that for that moment I agreed, but the fear of Allah Ta'ala is in my heart now. Allah is watching. So this impacted on him. And despite being in that height of that lust at that moment, he woke up from there and went away. And he said to her, you can keep that money as well. And then he turned to Allah Ta'ala and he made Tawbah. He said, Ya Allah, I will never do this again. Now he was well known for all his vices and evil. And if he had just passed away just like that, nobody would have even bothered to probably come to his janazah as well. It happened that that night he passed away. And nobody was aware of this. Nobody was aware of the toba that he made between him and Allah Ta'ala. But Allah Ta'ala's grace was such that he made the sincere toba, turned to Allah Ta'ala in all sincerity, made toba. He passed away, there was no way anybody would have got to know what happened. That woman may ne- never have disclosed it either, because it would have been very, it would have been opening out her own fault. So Allah Ta'ala made a very dramatic arrangement for people to understand that something has happened. In the morning when people realize that he passed away, people are passing his house, on his door it was inscribed in a way that people realize that this is, has come from the unseen. غَفَرَ اللَّهُ لِلْكِفْرِ Allah has forgiven kifl. Now that is what happened at that time, but this toba that he made was so sincere that Allah Ta'ala made it that Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam the greatest Nabi of Allah Ta'ala Allah Ta'ala informed him of this incident gave him by a wahi and Allah Ta'ala brought it on his Mubarak tongue to be an inspiration for the Sahaba Ikram and then the Muhaddithin recorded this Hadith Sharif and that the Ummah till Qiyamah will take inspiration from it this was the sincerity and the impact of that sincere toba of one person in the Bani Israel. Now that sincere toba he made in that moment, but this is the honor Allah Ta'ala gave him. He don't even know how, long, how many thousands of years ago he might have passed away and left this dunya, but even today in the house of Allah Ta'ala we are taking inspiration from this. And this name of his has been preserved in this honorable manner in the books of Hadith Sharif. That Allah Ta'ala put on his doorway, it divinely came, غَفَرَ اللَّهُ لِلْكِفْرِ This is a Tawbah. Sincere Tawbah. It's not just something in a very, very by the way manner that we just said, well I made Tawbah. No, we have to think about specifics. Specifics meaning current issues. And those current things are not confined to certain sins that we do acknowledge that is obvious somebody is drinking and he knows his drinking is haram somebody is involved in some drugs he knows it's haram so he might make toba also sometimes specifically from that too and somebody is not performing all his five salah so he understands the major sin and then sometimes they are involved in some major sins and don't even give any thought to it also but person involved in ghibat and doesn't think anything about it and he carries on somebody is doing things which are 
humiliating somebody else, hurting somebody unjustly. It's a major sin, it's zulm. But does it cross the mind also? Doesn't even cross the mind that this is zulm, I must make toba from this. Just carries on. There's so many things and sometimes some sins just continue in such a way that gradually the gravity of the sin starts fizzling out then a person starts making it a very light thing. There's really nothing. That makes even a minor sin into a major sin. When a person starts treating even a minor sin lightly, that istighfar, treating it as minor, makes it major for that person. That becomes a major sin for him. Because he's treating a sin lightly. So now this toba is what is required. There's one incident mentioned in one kitab, At-Targheeb At-Targheeb. This is not the well-known kitab of At-Targheeb At-Targheeb of Imam Munziri Rahimahullah. This is another kitab. Imam Abdullah bin Asad Yafi'i. So he has mentioned one Ajeeb incident. But this incident has happened in other places as well. At the time of Shah Abdul Aziz Rahmatullah there was a similar incident. But in any case, this incident is mentioned in this kitab. There's one person he, an old woman came to his shop, an elderly woman, to buy a lot of things. So now she bought a lot of things, and grocery items, whatever it might be, so a little bit heavy. So then she said to him, that the son of yours is here, please ask him to carry all those goods home, and then I'll give him the money at home also. I didn't carry enough. So now the customer now came to buy a lot of things. So he told his son, please, young son, carry all these goods and take it to the person's house. So in any case, now he carried all these goods and he's taking it. But actually this was all a plan. This was all a plan to trap this youngster. This little elderly woman was actually somebody, some other woman's slave. So she sent this woman to now go in. She had somehow seen this youngster and now how to now trap him. So this was the plan that she made. So in any case, when this youngster came along with those goods, now he's thinking he's bringing along some elderly person's parcels, now he's carrying those goods for her. So he comes into the home, he doesn't know what's, what's going on here. And now when he enters the home, then suddenly he realizes that this person is locking the door behind him. And then there is this young woman now, who's saying to him, all adorned, and now presenting herself. And now he's being put into a dilemma, that look, either you can go ahead and do what you need, what you are being invited to do and if not, then we will accuse you of trying to now molest make a huge cry here just now and people will come around and say you are trying to molest me but this person was not just any person, he was a person who was connected to Allah Ta'ala this young person was connected to Allah Ta'ala when a person's heart is connected to Allah Ta'ala when a person is sincerely trying to be steadfast on deen, sincerely trying to please Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala opens out ways and means in his heart and mind of how to progress, how to overcome situations, how to get past challenges, not to just fall headlong into things. So now he quickly thought and then he said, okay, just give me a few minutes, a few moments, I just want to first relieve myself. This woman said to that servant, that show him where's the toilet. 
So he went to the toilet. He relieved himself. And then he took that mess and he put it all over his body and clothes. Now, he was faced with a dilemma. Either he soils his soul or soils his body and clothes, which he will wash later. Either he takes a chance with becoming disgraced in the court of Allah Ta'ala or becoming humiliated and disgraced in the eyes of people for a temporary time that the thing is mad. But he chose to rather be on the wrong side of people than being on the wrong side of the mercy of Allah Ta'ala. So he did that, put all this mess upon himself and came out. When he came out, the person saw him and got disgusted. What's wrong? Which madman you brought and came? Chased him out from here. He chased him out. So he had one dirham with him. He somehow bought one soap and went to the river bank and went and washed himself clean and then went home. And that night when he slept, he sees in a dream an angel is talking to him and saying to him, Allah Ta'ala accepted your qurbani today. Allah Ta'ala tremendously loved your action. And I have been commanded to bring the ithar of Jannat for you. And saying this, in the dream now, this angel applied that ithar all over him. And when he woke up in the morning, that whole room was full of that fragrance. And it is mentioned that he, that fragrance never left him. Wherever he would go, that fragrance would be all the time experience something out of this world fragrance which people couldn't understand where can a person find some fragrance like this but this was the barkat of that qurbani that he made in this world there is nothing that is against Allah Ta'ala's command which a person is deeply drawn towards is attracted towards and purely for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala he sacrifices it there's no such thing that he sacrifices but that Allah rewards it with something far better whether it is that moment of some passion and lust that is now dragging him in some haram direction whether it is some emotion of anger that he is wanting to vent out but it is haram it is not in the place that he should be doing so and for purely for Allah's pleasure he suppresses that whether it is something else he is making qurbani of whether that some transaction that has come in the way which is very very lucrative big amount of profit he can apparently make but there is haram involved in it the heart is really yearning to now do it because there is so much to make out of it but he said I can make 10 times more too but I just don't want to take one step in a direction that Allah Ta'ala is going to be displeased with so just let this be I am not interested in it so he is making qurbani of that which Allah is displeased with and he is making qurbani of that purely for Allah's pleasure not because of anything else because now somebody else will catch up with me or whatever else Allah's pleasure Allah must be pleased it has not happened that Allah Ta'ala would not reward that with something far better something which can't be described in terms of dunya something that's not even something that can be counted in terms of dunya it's beyond this the barakat of it come in dunya as well in so many different ways but the real thing is the connection with Allah Ta'ala that develops. On that occasion when he broke his heart for Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala then mends that heart with his muhabbat. That is beyond what anything in dunya can give him. So in any case, this is the need of the moment for ourselves, 
for our families, for the entire Ummad, that we have to come on Toba. Talk about all the difficulties, we talk about all the hardships, we talk about this is happening and that is happening and this conspiracy and that. It might very well be the reality too, that people are doing all kinds of things. But the essence of it all and the reality beyond every reality is that everything is in Allah's control. That hand which is busy doing some whatever try to harm somebody or whatever, but that hand too, Allah can hold it back if He wills. But that effect will come and that grace of Allah will come which will hold back that hand is our amal, our tawbah. That rahmat of Allah will come, our tawbah. Coming back to Allah Ta'ala. Turning to Allah Ta'ala. This ruju'il Allah. This is the need of the moment. And in all departments of deen, not confined to any one thing. Whether it's our ibadat, whether it's our mu'amalat, our dealings, our mu'asharat, our social life, how we live with our families, how we live with our parents, with our children, with our extended families, with people in general, our akhlaq, all these departments of deen. So this is the need of the moment, the aspect of toba. So this, this was the example that Hazrat gave, just to repeat the example. The question was that the pious people of the Ummah throughout the world are making so much of dua, but how come the Ummah is still faced with all these difficulties and hardships? The answer that gave as an example that somebody now kicked the son out because of now whatever wrongs he got involved in so deeply and so, so serious wrongs. So now the son got kicked out, so the father, the grandfather and the uncle and the aunt and the whole family are now coming and interceding with his father now they take him back forgive him but he is not saying anything he is quiet he is carrying he is just not even expressing any remorse on so would the father be ready to do this so now the whole ummah is still carrying on in their heedless ways let alone not even making toba, continuing to persist in sin so now the dua of the five people will bring his barakah for them but the conditions of the Ummah will change when the Ummah comes on Tawbah. And we need to bring the Ummah on Tawbah. To make effort on the Ummah at large. To make effort on our Iman, on the Iman of others. And to bring a life Tawbah. There's another statement of Azat here. فَرْمَايَا نَكِيرْ تو کرے تَحْقِيرْ نہ کرے اس کا مخاطب پر اچھا اثر ہوتا ہے اور تحقیر حرام ہے اس سے اناد و نفرت پیدا ہوتی ہے دیز آ سینگز آف دی پائس آف دی اہل اللہ بٹ اٹ ایکچولی سمرائزنگ سو مینی ڈفرنٹ لیسنس فرام دا قرآن شریف فرام دا احادیث آف رسول اللہ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم از آل تھنگز دیٹ آر سمرائز ان ویری سمپل ورڈس بٹ ککس آف آل دیٹ Now he's saying with a sort of play of words but so that this becomes a very clear lesson Nakir to kare, tahkir na kare As mentioned earlier to enjoin the right to forbid the evil this is a responsibility this is an obligation and it's on everybody in his capacity provided he is he has the knowledge of what he's saying, what he's doing 
he has the knowledge of the hudud and the limits and how to go about it correctly but in his capacity he must do it so now to correct somebody somebody has done something wrong to correct him this is what's called nakil in other words he's doing something wrong so to point it out to him that this is not correct so that's called nakil in other words to forbid the wrong to correct the wrong so that nakir is necessary nakir to kare but now on the same similar scale of the word tahqir mat kare don't humiliate somebody don't run somebody down correct him but don't run him down so now there's a world of difference between the two and generally we think we are correcting somebody but we generally go about it in the way of running people down meaning that we start off already by humiliating the person this will be the the common start or starting point starting point would be how can you be so dumb for example that's the starting point now we already ran the person down we already gave the person one title we already called the person a stupid person a fool dumb person and then sometimes it doesn't stop there then it will be extended you your father your grandfather and now in that foot of anger he is now run everybody into the ground so now what is going to be the effect of this so this saying when you when you will go about it by correcting and not degrading and humiliating that will have a good impact inshallah if it's done sincerely that will have a positive impact but otherwise to start off with tahqir is haram to look down upon somebody to humiliate the person to degrade the person that is haram and the effect of that will be is se inad wa nafrat paida hoti hai it will bring about obstinacy it create more stubbornness in the person and it will create enmity it will create bad blood it will not have a positive impact it will have the negative impact so now we thought we were correcting but now that got left one side there's another second problem now with it so what did we achieve so what is required is correction not degrading someone humiliating someone and for people like us we want to correct somebody then we must rather take some steps before the correction because otherwise we won't be able to work out where's the line where's the need for correction or where's really the action of correction and where our nafs crept in it will seem like we know doing something it is a requirement of deen but in the process our nafs got in the way so in order to try and avoid that start off with first make dua ya allah i need to bring this to the attention of the person ya allah you help me number one to do it sincerely number two to do it correctly to do it in a way that i don't humiliate the person and ya allah i have so many more faults in me ya allah cover my faults as well and enable me to correct my faults also and then make dua for the person first making dua for ourselves we do the work right allah you give my brother the tawfiq also to correct this wrong 
Allah, He is better than me. In fact, when correcting somebody, at that point in time, no matter what we are correcting, no matter what we might be correcting about somebody, if at that point in time we regard ourselves as better than the person, it's haram for us to correct him. If at that point in time, while correcting somebody, we think this person is lower than us, that is pride. And pride is haram. So we have to stop, refresh that reality in our hearts that we are the lowest, we are not better than anybody, and neither better than this person. What wrong he did is wrong. That wrong is not right. That wrong will be judged wrong. Because Allah Ta'ala has judged it wrong. If somebody has done something which Allah Ta'ala has declared haram, Nabi Islam has forbidden it, we can't judge it any other way. But we can't make any judgment on somebody's end result. How this person will stay on the day of Qiyamah, we can't make any judgment on that now. We can't make judgment about ourselves. What about anybody else? We should be worried about ourselves. Where we'll finish off, we don't know. Hazrat Shaykh al-Hadith, Mu'a Zakariya sahab, He was once, there was some, like a jalsa or something taking place. And he was busy making wudu. And now whoever, like the MC or somebody, maybe perhaps he was going to be giving some advice there or whatever the case may be. So now the person started giving his praises. Now he is out of sight of the gathering there, but the sound could reach him there. And now this person is going on about his praises. And mashallah, he was such a ajeeb personality. In fact, such a comprehensive personality, very rare to find. And especially in this latter time, all the efforts of Deen in his time, he was like the like the head of it all in his time. Whether it was the line of Tasawwuf, so he was at the peak of it. Whether it was Dawat and Tabliz, he was at the head of it. In his time, he was the person who would be referred to for all the final decisions on major matters. Whether it was the line of the Madaris and Talim, they would all turn to him and such a comprehensive personality was very rare to find. So now this person is extolling his praises and now it fell into his ears and he suddenly just started sobbing. And then those people who were around him were probably helping him to make his wuzu or whatever. So he turned to them and said, he said it in these words, in other words, I haven't yet passed away, I'm still in dunya, you're giving me all these big big titles and praises, but nobody knows how's the end result. Anybody knows the end result? Very great alim in his own right, very prolific author, many kitabs he wrote, etc. So once he wrote to the Shaykh how often this happens that there are many many great personalities very pious people very great Allahwalas but some people around them recognize them they take the benefit but by and large people don't even know who was there who came and went and then after they pass away some people then write about their lives and some people write about their 
great qualities and then people read about it and now they are very very feeling sorry for themselves and feeling deprived that we never knew about this person had we known about him we would have also gone and taken some benefit so this is an ongoing thing how often this happens that after the person passed away now the people get to know what a great personality he was so this is an ongoing thing now the point is that people many are familiar with yourself but so many are not so I want to write about your life already and publish it now so that people get to know and they come and take benefits now his entire issue was not to just throw somebody out he was sincerely wanting people to take the benefit so now but he was asking for permission that can I please go ahead so now he wrote a long letter with all this now asking for this permission so in reply Hazrat wrote one line in reply just one line on that letter he said it that said Malvi Manzoor Khatma ka no tumko malum hai na mujhe malum hai and he said it away the end result neither you know nor I know and you want to talk about all this you don't know the end result and I don't know the end result too now this was their focus this was in their hearts all the time worried about what is going to be my future what is going to be the end result will I get forgiven by Allah Ta'ala will I get taken to task for something will the Amal get accepted or not this concern, this fikr and because of this deep concern they continued getting closer to Allah Ta'ala and because we are so unconcerned let alone having this fikr to improve ourselves even the wrongs that are currently carrying on we don't even recognize that let alone going ahead where we stuck in the back we're not even recognizing so many of the wrongs whether it is in the aspect of our ibadat whether in the aspect of our muamalat, our dealings, our social life, our akhlaq and it just carries on and on and on so now when we don't even realize that, we don't recognize it, we don't take the time to look into ourselves where are we going to even make toba of it? toba from these things and toba is the need of the moment so this is nevertheless the malfuz as I mentioned here nakir to kare, tahkir na kare it's correct, if something has to be corrected, must correct it obviously correct in the correct manner we mentioned this many times we correct but in the correct manner so nakir to kare, tahkir na kare never run somebody down because that is not going to have any positive effect that's going to be counterproductive it's going to make the person more obstinate, more stubborn and it creates nafrat it's a nafrat peda hoti hai now the bad blood will start increasing and then that will become a very big barrier between then nothing then is accepted so these are the lessons Allah Ta'ala give me also the tawfiq Allah Ta'ala bless us all with the tawfiq that we make sincere toba, we come back to Allah wa Taala, we bring ourselves onto toba and bring others onto toba as well. And these are the lessons that we were given as well. Allah Taala give us a tawfiq of making amal. Waakhiru da'wana an alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin. Few minutes for dua before the azan. Inshallah after the salah we'll have surud and salam and zikr dua.